0: This is Two Balls, One Basket with Jordan Alfasa.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Two Balls, One Basket podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan. And unlike Pat Riley, I am not asleep at the wheel and we're running it back much like the heater about to do. This week, I have Zach Sadek with me again for an NBA free agency special. What up? All right, Zach, fuck all that small talk. Let's get right into it. What the fuck did the Hawks just do? They just traded three first-round picks, a first-round pick swap, and Danilo Gallinari for DeJounte Murray.
0: Yeah, so I guess three-and-a-half first-round picks, if you want to call it that, and then Gallinari. I guess the Spurs got what they wanted. They were pretty much just looking for a a bunch of picks, um, and the Hawks gave it to them. It looks like a steal. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to give up DeJounte Murray for just a handful of picks and then Gallinari. Gallinari probably gets bought out. So it's literally just for a couple picks. Uh, that's a, that's a, I don't know. That's a really small asking price for a guy that is probably going to be worth the contract that they give him in Atlanta. He, he looks like a stud. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He's already under contract. Edit that out. I don't know why I said that.
1: Uh, <laughs> Nope. You're going to look like an idiot.
0: But, uh, but you know, he's a stud, and I think that's honestly one of the better uh, pairings that you can put with uh, Trey Young because DeJounte, he distributes, he's a good defender. Uh, it's probably the best backcourt running mate that you could put next to Trey Young. So it's good good for the Hawks. I, I still don't understand the Spurs side of it because, you know, the draft is a crapshoot, and you just gave up on uh, the one young stud that you've had for the last five or six years.
1: Now, I I don't don't get me wrong, DeJounte Murray, solid player. He's gonna be a superstar. But this year he was an all-star, and I think he was only an all-star because there was a few injuries, so he got voted in. I don't think he's worth three first round picks. Now call me crazy, burn me at the stake. I don't care. He's not worth that. Really?
0: Yeah, he's not worth I three mean, first round picks. I mean, right now. I guess you could say with the, with the way the market currently is, I think Jeremy Grant got traded for one first round pick in, uh, in the future, like three years in the future. Uh, who else was it? Someone else went for just a measly first round pick. Christian Wood. Christian Wood went for a first round pick. So, I mean, I, I would take DeJounte over either of those two. Um, but if you want to tell me, you know, three times as much, I guess it's iffy. But to me, that feels like nothing. If you expect to be getting a star.
1: Like I know the heat called in and just to see what, what was going on with him. And I feel like they said, Yeah, it's going to take three first round picks. I saw a report this morning that it was going to take four. And I'm like, Okay, they're just trolling now. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I don't I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name, but that prospect from France, Victor Webb, new Webb and whatever. If they don't if the Spurs don't get him, they're gonna look so stupid. Yeah
0: i mean i guess so i guess it would have been a good grab for miami but there was no way we could meet the required draft picks so it was just a hi how you doing pop and that was pretty much it there probably wasn't much of a conversation to be had there yeah so
1: i'll i'll let you choose the next topic do you want to get into some of the miami heat or do you want to save them for towards the end let's save them for the end Uh, okay good all right, so the next player, it's not a lot's going on. People need to realize that free agency, uh, the tampering period, I think it's called, doesn't start until or whatever the period's called. It starts at six tomorrow. So there's the legal
0: tampering be... period starts tomorrow, but the illegal tampering tampering period has been going on for months. So don't believe any of that. Everyone's waiting until tomorrow. Nonsense conversations are happening teams are talking with players it is what it is yeah only that he get punished for it
1: (laughs) for real but um a lot of players opting out of some big money which is kind of alarming granted we think most of them are going to resign one today that really pissed me off was james harden he opted out of a 47 and a half million dollar deal for the last year of his contract And they say it's to be more friendly so that the Sixers can do more things. You're telling me he turned down $47.5 million to sign 37-year-old P.J. Tucker?
0: I mean, I I guess it's possible because they do have a history playing in Houston together. they, They probably have a friendship. But we all know James Harden. You know, he follows the money. And... The only reason he opted out of this is to go back to the well one more time, get one last contract. It might be less next year, but it's going to be a longer term contract. He's going to have financial security much longer than he would have if he opted in and had a horrible year. So, you know, if I had to guess, they might give him three years, 90 million or, you know, something along those lines where he's getting 30, maybe 35 million a year for the next three or four years. So it's less this year, but he, he gets himself set for the next handful of years like these older stars are tending to do more often nowadays.
1: So now the next one that also kind of pisses me off.
0: Let me guess. Let going, me guess. Go is for it Bradley it. Beal? Yeah, fuck that guy.
1: <laughs>
0: Bradley I Beal. I am surprised that wasn't the first one you mentioned.
1: It, it was going to be, but I wanted to throw a curveball. <laughs> this guy talks about all he's about is winning. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. It doesn't matter about the money. Yet he stays on a team that has been in the lottery for, I don't even know how many years, as many years as my sister has been born. <laughs> what is this guy doing? So he opted out of his, let me get the numbers, $36.4 million contract. And it's looking like he's going to sign a five year supermax deal. Now he could surprise everybody I hope he surprises me and sign a four-year contract somewhere else hopefully with Miami
0: Heat but what's your thought on that Bradley Beal staying put he's a loser I mean the only way he'd make it to Miami now is sign and trade since he's opted out and obviously he could probably price match with Kyle Lowry but I don't know if he's interested in doing that I'm of the impression that you know when we're talking with all of these stars uh, I don't know if we'll get into Kyrie later but it's easier to make trades when you opt in and then you just make a trade and then sign the extension. Uh, so I, I don't know what's you know going on with every single player, but it sounds like Brad's just chasing another, another bag. Uh, he's going to go and sign that supermax deal and, you know, can't blame him. It's a lot more money uh, than he'd get anywhere else. But at the end of the day, you know, like you said, if you're going to chase the bag, chase the bag, but stop talking about winning as if you're not on the worst team in the East year in and year out. You know, the, the, the quote that he put out there today, or his, maybe his agent put it out was that he wants to see it through with the wizards. He wants to give it another go. See what through bro. Like see more L's. You can't complain about being on a losing team and and being all frustrated when your team is doing horribly and then just re up with them. That doesn't, light a fire under their behinds to do any better. Cause you're just going to stay there, you know? So what's the point of, what's the point of, of saying that you want to win when you're going to stick around in Washington? It's just a joke.
1: And now what really pisses me off is I'm kind of thinking about it long term. So say he signs the deal. And then in a year or two, he does want out. So say we'll, we'll use the heat. For example, again, say he's like, okay, I'm done. Trade me to Miami in two years. At that point, he's going to be making so much money that the team he's going to be coming to is going to have to give up so much to get him that it's going to, it's going to screw everything up. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, You got you to gotta match uh, contracts. You got to match contracts, and then you got to deal with the front office being like, oh, well, we want that superstar and be like, okay, well, we were anticipating keeping Bradley Beal and Tyler Hero together, although that probably wouldn't happen, but we want like, okay, Oh, we're not doing this unless you give us bam. Okay. We'll kick
0: rocks, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. The money I'm not too worried about. I'm sure they can find ways to do it. You know, you have the Duncan contract in there. Kyle's under contract for another two years. If Miami wants to make a trade, I feel like they'd be able to make the money work with pretty much anybody. Um, it, It might hurt more, you know, giving away one player over the other, but Miami can always match contracts. It's just about the intent, and and obviously, if Brad's going to go anywhere, he's going to have to let the front office know that he's ready to, you know, put on his big boy pants and actually go to a winning team, uh, which you know I just don't see happening.
1: So the next one we're going to get into is Russell Westbrook. Now he is opted into his forty-seven point one million dollar player option, and he's going to return to the Lakers. Now just a couple days ago the Lakers offered Russell Westbrook to the Nets for Kyrie Irving. Of course, Kyrie Irving's a psychopath, so who knows what that guy's thinking. But do you think Westbrook's going to stay, or do you think something's going to happen? I I was seeing that something about Oklahoma City. I don't know why they would take him. Oklahoma City's made it pretty clear. Let's get as young as humanly possible. Let's build something. Let's stockpile all these draft picks that if we really want, to get LeBron James and his son in two years, we can. I, I, I This is the most confused I've ever been.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, if the Nets don't want Russell Westbrook back in a trade for Kyrie Irving, if that were the actual offer on the table, you know, I don't know who else would want Russell Westbrook. The Lakers were dumb enough to give up actual assets and I think a draft pick as well. Uh, to get him from Washington. Uh, and it was just doomed from the beginning. So I, I don't know where Russ would get his next chance. I would assume he's back in LA and probably there for the long term. So now these next two that I'm going to name
1: are the reason I'm so confused. Normally you have that marquee free agent that headlines the free agency draft class or whatever you want to call it. This year, Nobody would have thought Jalen Brunson and PJ Tucker would be the two hot commodities out there right now. So we'll start with Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are moving mountains to clear cap space to sign Jalen Brunson because they think he's the next piece they need to win a championship next year. First of all, what? Like, that's not even funny. Like, okay, yeah, I understand you're confident in yourself, but you think Jalen Brunson is going to win you a championship next year? Like, they can't honestly believe that, right?
0: No. He's just, I, I don't know, he's there to build for the future maybe, put more butts in seats. No, but they're not not—they're not a contender next year with Brunson.
1: Now, I also saw the Mavericks want to keep him. I think they're prepared to offer him a five-year deal. I don't think the money was said, but the Knicks are prepared to offer him a four-year 110. Which do you think he's leaning towards? I saw his dad said he won't shine in Dallas because you're – you're not going to have the ball in your hands with Luca there, but
0: you know if my I also son, think the Knicks uh, signed his dad to work there, they did. So I mean they're they're really pulling out all the stops. Um, and I, you know, you didn't mention it, but there's also a meeting going to be happening in Miami with Brunson. Yep.
1: I was coming up with that. I, I just don't so, understand it.
0: So, I mean, if I had to guess, I think he ends up in New York um, because, like I said at the beginning, we all know tampering happens and is happening, and it was basically signed, CEO delivered last week that Brunson was going to New York. Um, and, you know, the, the news that the meeting with Miami came out, and it sounds all great. It sounds like Pat Riley got in the room, and, you know, once he's in the room, you never know what can happen. Uh, he's gotten into the room with LaMarcus Aldridge, Kevin Durant, Gordon Hayward, um, missed out on those guys, but apparently there was a really good impression with those guys. And and they almost signed with Miami got in the room with LeBron. We all know how that ended up. Um, yeah, he
1: promised me seven and gave me three or no, he didn't even give me three. He gave me give me two, two loser.
0: So, you know, Pat Riley gets in the room and anything can happen and change minds and what, and whatnot. But, um, the timing of it seems to be making a lot of people on Heat Twitter think it's being used as a, as a prop by Jalen Brunson's team or, or his, uh, his agents to make it look like there wasn't tampering happening so the Knicks don't get punished uh, because we all know that they've been tampering. But um, if, he, if he ends up coming to Miami, I'd be surprised. Uh, I think you could sign and trade for Lowry, and I guess we'll see what that could be. Um, you know, with him at the at the one instead of Kyle. Uh, but I, I would assume he's going to New York.
1: Now, does that intrigue you, trading Kyle Lowry for Jalen Brunson? I understand, like, a big age difference. Not only an
0: age difference, an asset value difference. If you had to, you know, down the road, if a trade comes about for a guy like Bradley Beal or Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, any of those guys – you think they'd want to take in uh, Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry or Jalen Brunson, you know, 20, what is he? 23, 24 year old stud. Um, He has a lot of value, even at a high contract number, he has a lot of value because of his age. And because, you know, at, at this point his value is, has never been higher. He's looking like a stud. He's looking like the next star. So even if Miami has no intention of keeping him long term, just getting him for Kyle would be an absolute steal. And you would do that just for the fact that you could now flip him and get pretty much any trade done you want with the contracts, with the assets. You just you would be able to get it done.
1: See, the, the whole contract thing scares me because, you know, everybody says oh, they only signed Duncan to this $90 million contract so they can move it, and they're having some trouble moving it
0: right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, contracts aren't... The huge contracts are, are are not that easy to to move, but what's in common with all these huge contracts that can't be moved? They're usually older guys that are washed. Russell Westbrook, I mean, he's been flipped around a few times, but in most cases, they're flipped for other guys in the same situation. John Wall got flipped for Russell Westbrook, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so once they're getting older, once they get washed, it, it, it is difficult to move them because they don't have that same value. Ben Simmons got flipped for James Harden. Simmons isn't old, but for all intents and purposes, he's washed already. So, um, you know, it does get tricky to move when they have such a huge number, but being so young – he would hold on to that value for a while.
1: Now, before we get into P.J. Tucker, I just want to state that Russell Westbrook does annoy me, but, man, it's so impressive that he's been moved so many times making that much money.
0: I mean, he he secured the bag, and I, you can't blame him. He signed that contract, I think, when he was coming off those triple-double seasons. So I, I wouldn't be mad at my team for doing that, but obviously he's fallen off a cliff, and now he's just a headache everywhere he goes.
1: All right, Zach. Let's get into PJ Tucker. Now, I'll try to explain it, at the risk of sounding completely dumb. That's what I have you here for to make me sound smart. The Sixers are have said to have already secured PJ Tucker. Tampering, take away all the draft picks. Send me Embiid if you're feeling nice. I don't care. I just don't understand how they can secure that spot. They didn't have any. They didn't have any room to use their mid-level exception, which they are planning to give him, although I think maybe they opened it up now with Harden opting out. So they're going to offer him three-year fully guaranteed $30 million. The Heat are going to offer him, I think, three-year 27. But if you're going to factor in state income tax, don't those come out to about the same thing?
0: Honestly, that probably tilts in Miami's favor. He'd probably make more money in Miami, given those terms, than he would in Philadelphia because it's a, it's usually a few million dollars, you know, knocked off the the contracts for the state income tax. So if those numbers are accurate, I I think you're right. Um, You know, I'm not panicking on PJ, obviously tomorrow we could all get the headline. Oh yeah. He's signing with Philadelphia, but you know, again, if it's about the money, it, it sounds like Miami is willing to give him the third year that he's looking for. So, why would he leave? Uh, he seems to have liked his time here. He became really close with Jimmy. Um, you know, there's, there's not a reason to think that he would give up possibly more money here when considering taxes to go and, and play in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not one PJ Tucker away from being a contender or being a champion. The Heat, on the other hand, could use P.J. Tucker, need a P.J. Tucker-like player to be able to compete for championships.
1: So I, this is completely my opinion, but I'm thinking that maybe either one of two things. I think either his agent is just causing all of this ruckus to try to force our hand and see if we'll offer him our mid-level exception, which would be bad because I think it would hard cap us, correct? In a sign-in trade? No, if, if we just give him the full MLE.
0: Oh, the full mid-level exception. Yeah, we would be hard capped We wouldn't want to do that, but we could sign him using non-bird rights. There's some, you know, contract we could throw at him. That's a maximum of eight and a half million dollars a year. I think. Um, so over three years, that's what I think is like $25, dollars. Like
1: twenty six point four five exact.
0: Right. So, if, if that wouldn't hard cap us. The Heat don't want to give him that non-taxpayer mid-level because of the hard cap, and it would really constrict what we could do, um, flexibility-wise, to add a you know a, a whale uh, in the near future. And so I don't think Pat Riley would want to handicap us that much just to sit, just to you know keep PJ Tucker.
1: And now the other thing I think it is is potentially we hear all over that the Heat need another four; they need someone to relieve PJ. And you know names come up like Harrison Barnes and Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood came up before they were moved. That maybe Pat Riley or Eric Spolcher said, "Oh, maybe your starting spot isn't promised next year. We would like to preserve you." And he's like, "I'm not staying anywhere. I'm not starting." Does that make sense to you?
0: So again, I mean, first of all, PJ is 37. What is he? He's probably going to be 38 by the time next season rolls around. He's gonna be he like 38 knows. by the
1: trade deadline or something like that.
0: Right. Right. He obviously knows that he can't just be out there recklessly playing 35, 40 minutes a game. Um, I don't think it's crazy to ask him to come off the bench, uh, especially even still if he's getting paid more. At this stage in his career, there's no reason to wanna showcase your talent and go out there and, and force your way to start so you can get a bigger contract you know next year this is probably going to be his last contract he's not outplaying a three-year contract at the age of 38 years old when it starts so if it's a serious conversation and Miami wants to take him off the bench so be it you know if I'm pj I'm saying okay I get paid just as much money and I don't have to work as much or I can come off the bench and do my job and half the time sure go for it I'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm here. But if I'm Pat Riley and, and PJ Tucker actually says I'm starting or I'm leaving, well then start the man. He earned a starting job last year. You just got to bring in depth behind him, bring in another player uh, that can actually give PJ some rest during the regular season and playoffs so that he's not, you know, limping through the playoffs like a lot of our older players were. Uh, So either way, I could see it other way. I don't know if PJ actually would, leave just because of a conversation like that but if he wants to start start him
1: another player opted out of his option today and it actually intrigues me a little bit because i know the heat were in on him last year before they signed tucker so the bucks power forward bobby portis declined his 4.6 million dollar option but they said that he's destined to re-sign with the bucks on a four year 40 you think the heat have any chance
0: God, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> you don't like Bobby
1: Portis at all?
0: I mean, I kind of bought into the hype last year when the Heat fans were expecting he would be the Bucks' power forward coming to Miami when we ended up signing P.J. Tucker instead. Um, I, You know, nothing about his game excites me. I, I guess he has a decent shot um, and he plays his role well, but I don't know. There, there's nothing... Flashy about him. If the Bucks are gonna give him four years, forty million, there's no way they keep match that. So, good luck in uh, Milwaukee.
1: All right, let's talk about two more, and then we're gonna talk about our pride and joy, of the Miami Heat. Now, these two happened a while ago. Let's start with Christian Wood. Christian Wood was moved for, I think, a first round pick, and three players that the Mavericks don't play at all. Like, I don't even think they sniffed the court. What do you think of that trade? Because I know there's a lot of baggage with Christian Wood. People don't think he's that good. But you're pairing him with
0: Luca. so. So that's that's why it's interesting. Um, you give Luca another, you know, power forward to try again with. They tried with Porzingis. It didn't really work out. Uh, Kristen Wood is an interesting player because he does have the offensive game, not the best defensively. Um, And I think there's, you know, work ethic concerns that, you know, people think he takes, you know, plays off this and that. Um, But as far as his pairing with Luka, it's low risk, high reward. Uh, They gave up essentially, like you said, one first round draft pick and just a couple contracts that they were, they had no interest in keeping, anyways. So it was basically a first round pick for Christian Wood. And they get to see, you know, a potential all star caliber uh, power forward next to Luca. So uh, great for them. Not sure what Houston's doing. I guess that's just, you know, what these middle tier power forwards are going for these days. It's not much.
1: And then the Pistons traded Jeremy Grant to the Portland Trailblazers for, I think it was a singular first round pick, correct? Or am I? Yes. Wrong? yeah, Like a
0: uh, uh, first round pick that. from the year 2025. So they're not even going to see any benefit from that trade for three years. Um, you so the Trailblazers. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, well, Oh, you're saying the Trailblazers?
1: Yeah, Jeremy Grant's not that good. Like, I would have liked him if we could get him for cheap, but, like, I'm not tripping over Jeremy Grant. What am I? i mean, that down bad.
0: I would put him on the same tier as Christian Wood. He is a solid defender, and he can go get buckets. He averaged, like, 24, 25 points a game last year. Obviously, that's on the Pistons, where there's really no other options out there. Uh, So he was the guy, obviously when he was in uh, Denver, he wasn't putting up those kind of numbers, but he shows that he can be that kind of scorer if given the opportunity. Uh, So I think, you know, if you could just snippet what I said about Christian Wood going to Dallas, just paste it here because it's the same, (laughs) it's the same trade. It's the same trade. There's a solid wing being paired with the all-star point guard. Um, It could be a great fit. It could be a great pairing. And all they had to do was give up a future first round pick that has little to no value anyway. So, um, you know, low risk, high reward. And then the Pistons, what are you doing? You know?
1: Well, some news just dropped that I know you're not gonna like. And I we're actually we're gonna get into Kyrie Irving right now because I know you are very, very adamant about adding Kyrie Irving in this team. So I'm just gonna let you go sick right now. Barry Jackson just reported that Miami had zero intentions of trading Kyle Lowry for Kyrie Irving. The heat have assured Kyle Lowry that they have no intention of trading him this year. And Zach, the floor is yours go nuts.
0: Are you saying that he said they're not trading him period or for Kyrie Irving?
1: The report says Kyrie Irving, but if you're not going to trade him for Kyrie Irving, I mean, if you're not, (laughs) yeah, like who else would you trade him for?
0: That's true. That's true. Um, (laughs) if Kyrie irving is on the table and again he has all the antics all the time loose in his head he's a nutcase he is a nut he's a flat earther and none of those folks are all there mentally so you know questionable mentality i mean he's he's a he's a character Obviously, he gave up half of his salary last year to sit on the bench uh, because he didn't want to take a shot. But, um, I mean, the talent is there. The talent is there. And this year there's not going to be a a vaccine mandate, so you don't have to worry about him missing time because of that. Um, But so if you have the opportunity of getting a player at Kyrie's caliber, which is an all-NBA talent – probably one of the top two or three point guards in the NBA if he's actually on his game. You absolutely you absolutely give up 37-year-old Kyle Lowry and his bloated ass contract. I don't even know if you could get to Kyrie's numbers without giving up Kyle. You can't just throw them Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and say call it a day. They weren't they weren't them
1: including them. Tyler Hero in the deal. They refused. And you shouldn't
0: you shouldn't because Kyrie is on an expiring contract right now. He has one year left. He, he opted in. He has one year left and he could walk away from any team he wanted to next year without a contract extension in place. So by them saying they wouldn't have traded Kyle for Kyrie Irving, that first of all means it was a conversation. It means the Heat were discussing a trade for Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets or else there would be no reason for the Heat to explain that to Kyle. But on top of that, it means they, and, and, and I will concede that I am no Andy Ellisberg. I don't know all of the cap ramifications and the cap gymnastics that they can maneuver. Uh, I took one accounting class, that's about it. All I know is what the trade machine tells me. but I cannot see a way that you trade for Kyrie Irving that doesn't include the Kyle Lowry contract. It has nothing to do with the talent or the friendships or, you know, the fans or the love for Kyle. It's all about the numbers. And I think Kyrie off the top of my head is, is making either 36 or 46 million this year. Um, And there's no way you can make it work as far as I can see without including Kyle's contract. But you absolutely do that. If if it's on the table, you absolutely do that. It's, it's, it's going back to that conversation with Kyle Lowry and Jalen Brunson. If you have a younger player, that's probably better right now than the current player you have, you absolutely take it. Worst that can happen is you flip him in a few years and he still has more value than Kyle Lowry would have in a few years. Anyway, you absolutely take that.
1: I, I agree with you. I, I, I think Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Bam and hero is a certified championship championship championship. I'm celebrating me and your brother are walking down Biscayne Boulevard, banging each other's heads with
0: pots. <laughs> I would be there with you. I'll be right there with you.
1: You damn right better be. All right, Zach. Let's get into the heat now.
0: Let's do it. So I
1: don't even know what I don't even know what to think because I keep getting these notifications from sources like I follow Adam Barai on Twitter. I'm subscribed to Off the Floor with five reasons. And Greg keeps texting us all these players that the heat are interested in. And it just seems like all these players are going elsewhere. So I want to start with this. What is the biggest need right now? Because I know it's a three-level score, but I just don't think we're going to get that right now because Bradley Beal is going to be too much. Donovan Mitchell hasn't requested out yet. Zach Levine's staying in Chicago. Is it a four? Do we need a four? If PJ walks, obviously we do, but say PJ surprises us and stays. What do you think we need the most?
0: Uh, yes, it's aside from the three-level score, it's a big to play next to Bam. Um, whether that's PJ and depth for PJ, or signing one or two more uh, fours if PJ walks, uh, that would be our, our number one, you know, need. And the guys that we already mentioned, like Christian Wood and Jeremy Grant, those are both guys that. Heat fans have identified as players that could fit well with the Heat, um, but they've already been on the move. So uh, we'll see what else is out there. There's been a a little bit of talk about uh, John Collins uh, and and guys like that, Um, but we'll see. It's it's a lot to commit to because John Collins is on a max contract as well, Um, but that would be the number one need outside of a three level score for miami to to compete either a four or even a backup center uh to take some uh, some work from bam
1: so i got a few names here i want to know what you think of them and you can go in order as i'll read them to you the heat have expressed interest in marcus morris harrison barnes jay crowder and juan toscano anderson
0: All right. So the first one you mentioned was Marcus Morris. If I'm the heat, my interest level is, uh, I don't know, three out of 10, three out of 10, three out of 10. We, I mean, we started off last year with Mark I think Mark is a free agent. I think it was only a one-year deal. So he's not even on the team anymore anymore. So there's not that twin connection thing Yeah, that we can, can say we got, I would say three out of 10. Um, he, again, he doesn't do much for me. You know, Yet you're coming up a year where PJ is hitting corner threes and hitting the floater and playing bomb defense. Um, Markeith was considerably less, um, good. <laughs> Wasn't as good as PJ most of the year last year that he actually played. Obviously he got injured early on, but, um, thanks Jokic. But, um, PJ was considerably better than Markeith, and I couldn't tell you which one's better at offense or defense, so I'm just going to group them together. If you're playing one of them as your starter, then it's, it's not, a, you know, that, that was not the plan. That's not what you want to go into a season uh, trying to rely on. Um, who was the next one?
1: Harrison Barnes. I know you hate him.
0: Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten interest. Oh my god. Everybody people, wants him though. People want him because I don't even know why people want him. I don't know. He's not even the flashy toy. He he plays in Sacramento and he he was the forgotten man in Golden State. I don't know. He he doesn't do anything for me at the price tag he's at. Like you just you want if you're gonna make a splash for a player, um you want a guy that's more efficient, better defensively. I don't know. That would be a better fit for this Heat team than Harrison Barnes. He doesn't do anything for me, and I do not consider him a splash, honestly.
1: So you wouldn't even move Duncan for him?
0: Probably not. Probably not. I hope Gad listens to this. I would not. I would not do that. And Gad can pay me a fine for demanding Harrison Barnes again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right, next next one's a reunion with Jay Crowder, which I'm very intrigued in.
0: Uh, Jay Crowder, now give me the scenario: is it um, did PJ walk or is PJ staying?
1: Let's do all these thinking. PJ walked.
0: All right, if PJ walks, I would I would say seven out of ten for Jay
1: for jay we, no, oh, just for fit. jay what is it if pj stays
0: if pj stays it's a, it's a 10 honestly okay if we could pair those if you could pair those guys together have one of them coming off the bench as a one two punch like that that's that's about as good as you can ask for and that's just because it, it jumps up from a 7 to a 10 because that's depth you're getting him as your second power forward and I think his contract is, is pretty reasonable. I think it's $10 million. Uh, I, I don't know what we would trade to get him because he's still under contract. I wouldn't want to give up Duncan's contract. I think Duncan's at 16 or 18. Uh, we don't have any of those middle contracts where we could just flip it for Jay easy peasy. Uh, so they, they might have to get creative if that comes to fruition. But uh, if he's your second power forward, that's a home run. That's, that's an amazing get for the Heat. If he's your only power forward, if, if PJ walks and you have to rely on Jay the way we had to rely on him in the bubble, it's a 7 out of 10 because we know he can hold down that position. We know he fits the culture. We know he you know, plays the, the exact role that we need our power, power forward to do, which is be strong on defense, hit the occasional three on offense, and just be the tough guy on the on the floor. Uh so he he would he would I would welcome him back with open arms. Seven out of ten if he's our starter. All
1: right. Next one. Next one. I read this today at the gym. I was mid-leg press when I saw it on my watch and I almost tore both my ACLs.
0: <laughs> Juan Toscano Anderson. What? I'm going to quote Snoop Dogg here when I Whoa. say <laughs> oh. I I is this the guy that was in the movie with Adam Sandler on Netflix? Is that who this is?
1: No, no, that's Juan Hernan Gomez.
0: <laughs> I might have to defer to you because you probably know about Toscano Anderson more than me. I thought I, off the top of my head, I would have told you he was a guard. I'm seeing like Leandro Barbosa flashbacks when I hear that name. You tell me what you think about him. All right, so
1: is he? If PJ Tucker walks, is that the guy that I want to fulfill that role? Not at all. If PJ Tucker stays and like Jay Crowder's off the table, Juan Toscano Anderson could be a good pickup. He was he played for the Warriors. He was the guy that the Mexican dude, he was like the first Mexican American to win a championship. He does a lot of things well. They they the way they explained it last year is he was like a Draymond Green protege. Now, he's nowhere near Tremont Green level, but mm -hmm. he kind of does the same thing, if that makes sense.
0: So, what his offensive game is a distributor?
1: He's a distributor. He's a good rebounder. He's a solid defender, and he can knock down the three ball. I don't know if it's one of his better aspects, but he definitely can do it.
0: Okay. You you sold me. I would take him on as depth, but that's probably about it. If I if I don't know who you are, you're probably not a good enough player to be a starter in, in the league. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm the bar now. I'm the bar.
1: I just got a, a text. I'm told that the Heat's interest in Jalen Brunson is real. It's not a leverage, pe- it's not a leverage play. Oh God.
0: Wow. Uh
1: we're about to give Jalen Brunson 5 years 190 million, aren't we? I
0: um, again, if you don't like him, if 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 the Heat don't like him, you flip him. He has 10 times the value of Kyle Lowry at this stage of his career. Okay, you sold me. <laughs> just just out of just logically, you take the better asset. Sure, I love my trailer home, but if I could trade it for a single family house, and then possibly flip that for a mansion in the future, I'm taking it because guess what? My my tractor, my my trailer is gonna get me a mansion,
1: you know. Zach, I love how you think like a, a
0: wise monk. <laughs> it's because I'm getting old, man. I'm 29 <laughs> now. I'm I'm getting all the old puns and dad jokes in there.
1: All right, baby go talk. Tyler
0: Hero eligible for a max
1: extension this summer. You giving it to him or no?
0: No. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> uh, so obviously he's a very solid player, one sixth man of the year. Um, I'm sure he wants the max contract, but I, I don't think that he want to give it to him. And I don't think that they should. Uh, but I would assume, in a perfect world, they'd sign him to something just under the max contract, um, because I mean, look at look at teams like the Hawks, where they kind of got pressured into signing one of their young players to a max contract because he threatened to leave, uh, and so they're they're stuck with John Collins, and now they can't find anyone for him. Right now, they would trade him for a first round pick. I would I would guess. But no, there's no takers because of that contract. So you don't want to be held captive by, you know, your younger players. The Suns, I guess, are playing it pretty smart by not wanting to give a max contract to Aiton. So he's probably gone, but I probably, you know, I probably would give a max to him either. Uh, Tyler just doesn't jump off the page as a max contract guy. Uh, He's obviously outperformed his draft position, but he's not a max player in the NBA.
1: I saw this trying to go back to P.J. Tucker. Thanks. Brian Goins tweeted this from Miami Heat Beat. He said that if Miami gives P.J. Tucker the full mid-level exception, the Heat are basically limited to giving Caleb Martin the $4 million biannual exception and then signing Victor Oladipo to around $10 million, which means no outside free agents unless, it's, unless they're for the minimum. Which Miami would need to either choose between waiving Heywood Highsmith on a non-guaranteed deal, or telling UD he's got to go, and I just don't think they're going to tell UD he's got to go.
0: No, and I think in that scenario, uh, we would be hard capped because that that would be the full mid-level exception, and Who then hard capped, and then the biannual exception. If you use the biannual exception, you also hard cap yourself. So. Uh, That would essentially be going all in on running it back. And I don't think that's the best move for the Heat. I would never expect Pat Riley to be satisfied with that. Um, So that might have been put out there as a hypothetical. But um, no, I, I can't see that happening.
1: And then the last topic I want to get into is Victor Oladipo. So I think that the Heat should definitely try to keep him. They traded for him in order to get his bird rights, and they now own Victor Oladipo's bird rights. And I think anywhere else he goes, he's going to accept something like the non-taxpayer mid-level, which is like 4.6 or 6.4. I might be fucking up those numbers. But with his bird rights, we have the ability to match or decline to match the offer. Why wouldn't we try to keep him for that price
0: yeah, I think, I think the, the taxpayer mid-level is somewhere around 6.4, like you were saying. Um, but I, there's a rumor out there that he could be persuaded to leave by a team that's willing to give him between 10 and $12 million a year um, for I think it was two years, which is risky for any team uh, because of the injury concerns. But the idea is that Oladipo probably wants to sign a short term deal, another prove it deal to show that he can get back to his you know, old form and then get another big contract uh, before he gets too old. So I would expect a one or two year contract wherever he goes. Um, I would love to see him back in Miami. We, we got a taste of him we've literally given him two years of free training facilities just to see him play maybe what 15, 20 games in total. Um, So I don't know. He wanted to be here before we traded for him. I'm hoping that comes into play where, you know, he knows he's where he wants to be. Uh, Again, we have no state income tax. So his money goes longer here. Um, And so if we offer him something similar, I, I would hope that he stays because nothing, you know, rots a career like going to New York or Sacramento and following the money. And then, you know, you're just, you're stuck there in limbo and, and you never get to that next big contract because the team sucks and, and you'll never be in, in a, you know, a better position to win or succeed.
1: There, there's so many things that the Heat can do. There's so many things that all teams can do. And tomorrow at six is going to be insane. So Let's end it here and potentially maybe do a surprise podcast once free agency starts or in the middle of free agency. Let's see what some moves are happening. Maybe that changes a lot of the dynamic around the league. But for now, Zach, that's all I got. So I appreciate you for coming on. I hope you had fun. I had fun.
0: Always fun. My pleasure. All right. So
1: tomorrow we'll be talking.
0: Sounds good, brother. All right.